0: Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. All right, so uh, we'll go ahead and get started, and, and thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, My name is Laura Shineman and nice to have you join us, and I have as our special guest speaker tonight is Karina Kielentongarza from, and she is a librarian in South Texas, and Ro, I don't have captioning available with this that I am aware of, unless there's something I'm missing. I know that I've seen that at like university level, Recordings, but I have not seen that um, as an option for just a personal. personal sorry, and there comes a cat. So, <laughs> all right, so thank y'all for joining, and, and we're here tonight to talk about December. And those of you who are here with us um, live in the Zoom, you'll have the ability and the option to be able to ask questions and chat with us. Um, and if you are on Facebook, if you're watching there, then you you can ask questions um, in the chat, but I will look at it later. It won't be able, uh, we won't be able to follow that at this point um, in the live uh, Zooming time of that. Um, So if you are in the the Zoom, then I just shared our link to our resources in the chat. And if you are on Facebook, it's shared in the video description. Excuse me, I'm gonna pick this up. Here is Alex. (laughs) So, all right, so the, the resources that we're sharing tonight is, is for the month of December. And let me go ahead and share my screen so you can see what those links are. So if you are oh. later on on the podcast, then you can come and, and you can see what these resources are and have access to them as well. But we do have the December calendar ready to share. And when you download this calendar onto your computer, then you you have the ability to do some um, clicks and things with this. Let me get a downloaded version real quick to share with you. And so with this, we've got it set up with all kinds of things that people celebrate um, during the month of December, like Rosa Parks Day, National Special Education Day, Disability Day, National SOC Day, um, Hour of Code, that, that time of the year as well. But each of these is a hyperlink so that if you want to know more about Rosa Parks Day because you're thinking about using that with your school, um, then you can come on over here and and be able to read about that. So that is set up in a sharing version for you. Whoops, and I clicked on St. Nicholas Day. But there's a lot of different holidays that that do happen within December. And so the, the ones that I was aware of and could find information on, you know, I went ahead and included those here. Um, And then also just for you're able to work down in the bottom, if you want to start thinking about what would your book displays be um, this month, you know, you can type in there as well, Uh, what kind of bulletin boards might you do this month, do you have a special student tech skill, maybe you're thinking about something with your hour of code. Um, some people who will do strategic weeding and not just like a one-time weeding at the end of the year will think about these particular sections of their library and they will do weeding um, based upon um, what they're going to be focusing on that month. Um, so that's the, what I have for you there as well as um, just a two-page spread of December ready to go if you like digital calendars. You know, these are also, once you download, oh, my paper, you're able to put them into... Um, you're able to print, um, sorry, type on them and do things with that. So Karina, let me switch over to you now. Is there, what, how, is there anything, let me stop sharing my screen. Um, what kind of things? Oh, Ninjas Read Day, that's what I missed. So i will have to get that one added in there next time. Um, Karina, what would you like to share with our... Oh, first, introduce yourself to us. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background and um, your role in the library world.
1: Oh, okay. Well, hi everyone. I'm Karina Kilanthan. God, sorry. You could just call me Karina Q, or just Q. Um, find me on social media at Q the Librarian. C U E the Librarian. I'm a middle school library media specialist in the Rio Grande Valley. I've been a middle school librarian for about, I think this is my eighth year with a total of like 13 years in education. So I do a variety of things aside from my library gig. Um, I am involved in the Texas Library Association. I currently sit on the Texas Maverick graphic novel reading list committee, the Tassel social media committee and um I I don't know I just uh try to keep myself busy here and there and I have some ideas for December that I think would be fun to share with you all so yeah,
0: graduate student don't forget that tell tell, (laughs) tell them about that part of your life in case (laughs) ever think about doing the next step
1: I I always forget to mention that I don't know why I guess I'm just traumatized. Oh, (laughs) I am currently a doctoral student at Sam Houston State University. I'm studying instructional systems design and technology. So my goal, my ultimate goal is to be a professor. So can't do that unless I have my doctoral degree. So that is my ultimate goal. Uh, Hopefully in the future, I start my dissertation process in the summer. So I'm pretty excited. I know I'm like, hanging by a thread right now so stressed out but it's it's been worth it so far so far right can't turn back now I've already gone this far so
0: through Uh, all the stuff all the stats and different things you have to take that you yes
1: (laughs) that I have to take yeah I'm taking advanced stats right now and that has been pretty intense but I'm making it I'm making it so semester's almost over so that's good
0: that's good. So any of y'all thinking about um, your next step, if that sounds interesting, reach out to her. She can tell you about her experience, you know, where she is. Um, I can share about my my experience as well. So we're always looking for the, the next generation of library professors. Um, yes. Definitely something that that's a need, you know, across America and, and actually the world. So, all right. So um, Ms. Q, go ahead and tell us, uh, share with us what you would like to share tonight.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I have... Um, the calendar set "Up, like, do I share my screen?" Or...
0: Yeah, I gave oh, co-hosting okay. rights. So. Oh
1: my gosh! Okay, so this is—I usually don't share this with anybody, but I'm going to show you all because <laughs> that is where my mess is. Okay, let me see.
2: Oh,
1: uh, let's see. I think I will do. Okay, do y'all see my calendar? Yes, we sure do. Okay, awesome. So I keep a calendar on Google Slides that I share with my staff, and I'll have it for myself too. And it kind of helps me keep track of all the events and like who I schedule in, and then it's updated in real time. So everyone knows exactly what's happening that day. Um, Yeah, so I just I share this and then I share it with them on Microsoft teams I email it to them I put it on Google site I pretty much post it everywhere. So for December it's a pretty short month because we have um, winter break but we're hoping to celebrate National Cookie Day on December the 4th, so that should be fun. Uh, then we have Hour of Code Week, which I'm excited about because I like getting the kids certified on Hour of Code, that's pretty fun. Um, so we're how, having.
0: How do you do your Hour of Code? What do you do at the middle school level with it?
1: So uh, I invite the classes to come in. See, that's the thing though. We haven't done it in a couple of years yeah. because one, COVID, mm-hmm. and then two, Hour of Code, always, always fell during benchmark testing. Ah, So we never had a chance. So this year I'm super excited to get them in, show them the website, offer them one of the challenges that I'm still looking through, and then hopefully having them complete it when they come into the library. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that when they complete it, we just got a new button maker. So I want to make them on uh, the coder buttons yeah. too after they complete their, their hour of code, or in this case, they're 45 minutes of code, yes. 50, 50 minutes. I, I think the classes are 50 minutes. So I already scheduled them in for that week. And then we have a book fair, a non-traditional book fair. We had, oh gosh, it was a mess with scholastic this year, so I needed to find an alternative for how we were going to offer a book fair for our mm. campus. So uh, a librarian in my district told me that she had a, you know, a pretty successful turnout with her Barnes and Noble book fair, even though it was in store. Um, yeah. So I figured we were going to try it out just to see like on a trial basis. So we have our book fair happening, our Barnes and Noble book fair happening on the 9th, 10th and the 11th. And then we... I reached out to this organization in the Valley. Their name is South Texas Literacy Coalition. You can apply to get free books. Uh, I believe the cap is like 200 books. So we're going to have a book distribution on the 9th also. So a lot of books. I want to get the kids ready for holiday reading because I'm Uh not going to see them for two weeks. So I want to offer them as many opportunities as I I possibly can to make sure that Uh they have books at home during the break, whether it's coming in to check them out, the book fair, which hopefully if it's approved, it'll also include a field trip to invite some of the students who want to go Okay. uh, take them and then see if they want to purchase anything that day. And then the book distribution, hopefully we can get some books in the hands of the kids. And then um, we also have our fundraiser, which falls perfectly because our fundraiser, the library investors and, and I sell hot cocoa that huh. whenever we fundraise and it falls perfectly during the week of because our fundraiser week was the week of the 12th to the 16th okay. and national hot cocoa day is the 13th <laughs> so <laughs> i'm so excited and i was really hoping to like bring the kids in kind of set up the ambiance with the screens that we have um put like a little fireplace uh, fireplace display yeah, invite the kids to come in with their hot cocoa and read and just snuggle, especially if it's cold. Hopefully, the cold weather lasts. You know how in the valley it's cold for like two days and then yeah. 100 degrees. We've west. had a week right
0: now. Yeah,
1: good. yeah, that's true. I love this weather, though. I I love this weather. Yeah.
0: And All right. Somebody asked about your hour of code. Do you introduce it the week before? Um, or how? are you just go straight into our code when they show up? Then, like, how do you how do you get it going? Or what are you thinking about doing this time?
1: So, because we haven't done it in the past couple of years, um, I'm gonna say that I'm just gonna throw them in there. I'm gonna okay. show them the website. I'm gonna uh, show them and talk about a little bit about what code entails, co- what coding entails, mm-hmm. and then hopefully picking a module or a lesson that isn't too advanced but something a little basic I'm just going to assume that everyone's a beginner at coding because I know yeah so um, especially with my sixth graders that I have scheduled that week and just kind of giving them that that uh, freedom to explore the website and then choosing yeah. a module, yeah. So I really have to go and kind of plan and see what it is exactly that I'm going to give them after Thanksgiving break, right? Because, yeah, so we have Thanksgiving break and then that week is probably when I'll start researching mm-hmm. the different options yeah. and then choose from there. And I'm really excited because like I said, we haven't done it. um, So I wanna see how that's gonna work out. Yeah. Especially since our students have um, one-on-one laptops, Mm-hmm. So I want them to make sure that they bookmark it on their browser in case they're interested in coding later, they have those projects that they can always go back to on their personal devices.
0: Yeah. And so like, if you've ever heard Hattie Partobi, I don't know if I pronounce his name correctly, but he's the uh, the creator, the founder of Code.org and our code. He, he always shares that librarians are really the the key players, you know, in this hour of code time. And I I know that officially, you know, that computer science education week is a week, but in my thinking, I would almost make it whatever you have of the month of December. You know, you have such a short time anyway, but, you know, a week can be hard to to cram everything into. So, you know, those are you... I haven't tried anything before, you know, check out their website because, and it is linked on the calendar I shared, but you can also just Google, you know, like Hour Code because it'll have it set up, you know, like are you elementary, middle school, high school, you know, and it can even go by content areas, um, all kinds of ways that you can drill in. But um, I have not used it myself in the last few years. Do, does each student need to have an account? Do
1: you know that, Karina? I don't. I actually don't. The last time that I logged in, Um, I know that there was a way that you could create usernames for the kids but Mm -hmm. I want to say if you have Clever integration they can log in automatically. Oh wow. Yeah I want it because I know that when the kids log into Clever they have an option for code.org so I need to see if the, the students that log in or when the students log in, if they click on code.org, if it logs them in automatically. Yeah. I haven't experimented with that yet, but I know that they have that option there. I just need to see. Okay, and I'm,
0: I'm Googling real quick. And it, it, it says that uh, Clever and Google Classroom both will yes. have applications with code.org. So awesome. our know, are, are Google district, so that might help with that as well. And I know in the old days, the kids didn't even have to have an account necessarily. They could just play, you know? And yeah. Just get there. Um, and yeah. play, which is awesome. They even had built-in um, certificates, you know, where they could type their name at the end, you know, when they reach that milestone to be able to print it out. So there's really
2: cool. And my, my question was because Q said they could choose models, and for them to choose models, I understood that they had to have an account, which okay. is something I haven't done because creating an account for 500 kids is a little bit much. Yeah. So that's 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 why I, I was wondering if she if she just like the kids yeah. naturally would continue to work on it or not. Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm wondering would that role. Do you happen to be a Google district? Like would it integrate with your class list?
2: Uh, we are a Google district. and yeah. Yeah, can, uh, Because not, if, if the problem is if you don't create an account, then it won't save their, it won't save their progress, which is what I think. Sort of disappoints them, and then they just don't get on it again. Yeah, because they have to start over. So I was just curious.
0: Yeah, I think like when in the times when I used it in the past, it was just for the short thing, you know, like that hour of code or that class session of code. So then it didn't matter, you know, about saving, you know, at that point. But yeah, I can I can see that where that would be an issue um, for kids who are wanting more. So Karina has pulled back the calendar. Oh yes. Uh, uh, click click that real quick to show them the computer science education week hour of code should pop open so there's computer science education week Um, so they even have lots of things there you know for you as well that's fun yeah and I think I linked that and not the hour of code, but hour of code you can just Google that and and get over to it. But um, tons of stuff there, and there is whole curriculum. You know, for those of you who are wanting to do more in depth beyond just that, you know, little brief segment um, of coding, you know, where you're introducing it to kids or to teachers or whatever. Uh, I know some schools will even take it and do like community hour of code, where they make that be like an event. They open up for to the public. You know, they have a like a family coding night, that kind of a thing, instead of a family literacy night. Uh, so there's lots of different angles you can take this um, and do things with it. So what about those those of you who are online right now, is there, have y'all done any hour of codes special events that you want to share with us or unique twists you've seen or heard about? There, she's on it now.
1: I think I want to do the Minecraft hour of code <laughs> That sounds like a lot of fun. That, a lot of ki- a lot of my kids play Minecraft. So mm-hmm. I forgot that that was even an option. Yeah. But that sounds like fun. And, I and love if that you they- don't have computers, they
0: even have the, the non-tech versions of coding, like mm-hmm. where, you, you know, things with um, cups, you know, stacking cups and doing things. So they have options. If you're a non-tech, I, I, I mean, I know most of us have a lot of tech, but sometimes you may not have enough, you know, for one-on-one or maybe it's checked out of the library. um, They have opportunities and and options for you um, even in in a low-tech, you know, environment so that you can still do some hour of coding kind of things
1: there. Right. Yeah, so there's courses they have, yeah. The recommended code.org courses. So I would probably fall under the CS discoveries. for middle school and high school students. That's awesome. Yeah, there's some really good stuff. And at the
0: teacher level or librarian level, there's even like big manuals, you know, that you can, if you need it, print it out because you can't read it online. You know, there's a lot there um, to even help you as you're trying to get things implemented. um, Okay, so audience members, any
2: of you wanna share something about Hour of Code? I would say that K through two, they like the Minecraft, but it is a little above what they can do. So there are some, some for, for, I think it's just for the week of Hour of code of CS week, where there are a couple of other places that they can go. I'm looking to see which ones my kids have used. Um, because we, I, you know, the, Oh, Codable with a K. Mm -hmm. Codable with a K is easy for, it even says pre-readers. So there's one that's pre-readers and one, you know, I use Codable for K. We have pre-K now and we haven't done Hour of Code since pre-K is part of us. But for K through second, I did Codable with a K. And if they, you know, if, if they get it because they've coded before or because, you know, they can see the patterns and what's going on, it'll 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 challenge them more yeah. so it can just stay really simple so codable is a good one yeah and, and then with Minecraft there's a Minecraft I think it's there's one that is you really really have to understand the basic concepts of coding and that I learned through trial of and error too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's our uh, there's one that says something aquatic world aquatic or and that one is you need some basic understanding. Background right, of, of it, coding. Yeah. yeah. Whereas oh, the regular Voyage. one, yeah, Voyage Aquatic. Voyage Aquatic. And I want to say designer obviously is is a lot tougher too.
0: Yeah, I think our code will not only just let you sort by, you know, your grade levels and content areas, but it even was like by devices. So if you had iPads, you know, then they'll tell you, well, these are the apps, you know, that you can use. Uh, that will help you do some of the basic coding things there as well. And we do have somebody chatting um, that they're elementary and year round and they're going to do the hour of code for the month, like leading up to the break. Um, And they also recommended Codable with a K and that's K-O-D-A-B-L-E for those of you who are listening later.
1: I love that. Okay. I'm going to end up having a little too much fun. I know. I I played with some of the
0: iPad apps. I think it was last year. And then I was very glad they weren't on my phone also. You know how some apps are just on your iPads, but not iPhones. Because I would have (laughs) just played it over and over and over again.
1: Yeah.
0: So so (laughs) think about December. December. It, there, there's so many different holidays um, and some of them are, you know, are tied into the Christian holiday of Christmas and different things but you know there's Hanukkah, there's Kwanzaa, um, there's winter solstice. there's all kinds of different ways that, that we can introduce our kids you know to the world and things that are going on around them and just helping them be more aware of things and um, just a broader understanding you know of, of people that they interact with on a daily basis that they may not even, Realize, and again, I'm thinking of my elementary kids, may not even realize it not everybody celebrates Christmas, you know, or not everybody does this. So, just the ways that we can help, you know, broaden um, their perspectives. Let's see. <laughs> since the C word started, <laughs> one person just chatted that um, they, they love all that stuff too, but they haven't done it since the C word started. I, that's funny. I haven't heard people refer to COVID as the C word, but it kind of is that, so.
1: <laughs> that bad word. No.
0: Yeah, but just looking at the calendar, you know, that's on there, um, lots of different things, even besides holidays that we can celebrate um, during the month of December. Um, so just, you know, taking time to to share those ideas and with your teachers too. I love, Karina, that you, you share that calendar with your your faculty members, and that's an awesome a uh, way for them even to know what you're doing, you know, say, uh, staying in tune to what you're doing in the library and creating possible opportunities for collaboration.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> things. Um, yeah, in-
1: and in case they ever want to come in, they, mm-hmm. they'll they usually look at the calendar and they'll email and say, hey, can I come in? You know, yeah. I, I saw that you have this day available. Yes, for sure. Oh, come that's
2: in. true. Yeah. That
0: okay. All right, so anybody else want to share something else that you do in December, maybe besides holidays? Is there anything unique that you do?
2: Well, we do Ninjas Read Day. So kids are allowed to dress as ninjas. Okay. And we do Go Noodle Ninja. There's like a ninja brain break. And we read ninja stories and we do ninja crops. And there have been, years before where we've had some authors like zoom in with us and either read us a story or you know talk to us about ninja moves that kind of thing and this year we have a student who's really committed to martial arts so I want to see if she would like to do like a little demonstration oh yeah I think her 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 family is part of a dojo or owns a dojo Right. So that's something that I want to see if we can add on so they can showcase their mm. talents and their, you know, your skills. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anybody else?
1: Well, every month we have a Maker Monday event. So the ambassadors and I were thinking that we either want to do DIY snow globes or ornaments We yeah. haven't decided. We haven't decided which one, but we need to we need to figure it out fast. We need to get it yeah. placed. A- <laughs> but um, you know, we're thinking. Oh, you know, Christmas stockings would be cool, but not everybody celebrates Christmas. Right. But everybody likes a nice snow globe. Yeah. I would hope so. Uh, thinking about making that our Maker Monday activity, DIY snow globe or DIY ornament or maybe both, and they could choose. Yeah. Um. Yeah, something just, something that they can take and display at home Mm -hmm. versus, you know, them throwing it away eventually, but.
2: I was thinking of doing a little STEM activity with uh, pipe cleaners and a battery. So a little bit of research on what the uh, Hanukkah, uh, the seven, the seven, oh my goodness, candles, right, that that are lighted and in Kwanzaa as well, and they can shape their, they can shape their little pipe cleaners as trees or candelabra and do a simple circuit and have a little, you know, a little LED turn on and for elementary school kids, you know, they get really excited about anything that's electricity. All right, so here's a, here's a challenging question for y'all.
0: Who lets their kids check out books and take them home over the holidays?
1: I do.
0: I know that's a battle with some people in their mind. They're like,
1: well, they're never gonna come back.
2: But I promise you, I promise you most of them will. <laughs> I'm planning to have like a reading a reading challenge. So it's sort of like a bingo. Yeah. And so the week before, they have to take like seven or eight books because one of the categories is read a book that has won an award, read yeah. a book that is from, um, you know, an a, a, about a country that's not our own. And yeah. so they end up with favorites plus like some other things to look at. We did that for Thanksgiving last year, but I am actually on medical leave, so we couldn't do it. <laughs> We couldn't do it for Thanksgiving, so I'm just going to move it over to December. They're just so excited to take so many books home. Yes. I yes. have to provide them bags because they just can't haul all of it. And so last year it was the principal's challenge. So then the principal went around, you know, congratulating them and and uh, and yes. I am very I am very lax about what the rules are. So a lot of kids celebrated and got really excited.
0: In the chat i love it because lots of people are sharing that they let kids take their books for the holidays which i love And one person put, i'd rather lose a book than a reader that is awesome that's a great saying there um and then also wanted to share one other person had chatted that they're thinking about using weeded books to create ornaments because this is a time of the year when they've got a lot of weeded books so
1: think about that i it's i just want to mention that came from charlotte oh, yeah and she does amazing things with her elementary students, wow. so I highly recommend anyone who's maybe watching this to reach out to her because she always has the cutest activities. Okay, with her kids. On um, where do you see it? Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. I, I would say. Well, right. I, hopefully, she's dropping her handle. <laughs> Charlotte, what's your handle? I just well, put your handle in there that people can follow you on. Yes. Oh.
2: Okay, it says
0: Charlotte Polk, C H A R L O T T E P O L K seventy one. Yay, so, Charlotte. Uh, anybody else who wants to drop in their handle, we can um, sh- do a shout out for you too. But yeah. thank you for, for um, joining and sharing tonight, Karina. Thank you so much, and and I will be sending you a librarian influencers Tumblr. I don't know if you. Whoa. Seen. They're glittery and sparkly. <laughs> okay ro also wanted to share her contact twitter twitter and insta it says ro mendez 14 so r-o-m-e-n-e-n-d-e-z 14 and stephanie powell s powell um, powell stephanie is it just one l on the powell because on your last name i see two Uh, s powell 15 yeah it's just one it's weird like that it's just one just want to be sure so s-p-o-w-e-l-1-5 and then Karina. and uh, the q is for kilantan but but we're spelling q like c-u-e so q the librarian on twitter instagram and hive i don't know what hive is I'm yeah. out, out of so it.
1: some some people are trying to find alternatives to twitter yeah. so there's this uh social media app called hive social it's kind of like Twitter. It's like a nice blend of Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. but without Elon Musk. So <laughs> I don't know if that. Helped. I don't know if that helps uh, my elevator pitch. But so far, I, it's a little slow. But I think because it's a small team and it might still be in beta mode. I don't know too much about it. But from what I've experimented with today, I I like it. It's right. Cute. Yeah, you can like and repost and comment and just make yeah. sure that when you're searching for people that you don't include the at symbol. Mm. Um, just type in their their handle. So okay. you can find me on there too if you want to connect, if you left Twitter.
0: Okay. And then Heather shared her Instagram. It's heather.enhui. Is that for you? It's your-
2: heather.enhui. Heather Enhui is the Chinese um words for grace which is my little name
0: ah okay
2: so very that's my the chinese name that i
0: go by in here and okay
2: hold. very good very nice
0: well nice meeting all of y'all tonight um, if any of you would ever love to be this guest speaker reach out to me and let me know um, and i would be happy but what i do is i'll share the next month's calendar that i've got started and then you can just take it and do whatever part you know you do uh, that you would love to share with your audience so thank you all very much And I'm going to one more time chat the December calendar that I'm sharing. um, Take it and share that with people. And y'all have a great um, Thanksgiving vacation if you're celebrating that wherever you are in the world. (laughs) And I'll I'll check in with y'all next month. So y'all have a great night. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, Karina.